0: Devotion is that which generates knowledge. Knowledge is that which fashions freedom. A quote by Goswami Tulsidas, a great poet, philosopher and social reformer who lived in India in the 16th century. He is more popularly known as the author of Ramcharitramanas, an adaptation of the Ramayana. Hello, my name is Malati and this is my show titled The Impressive Emperors. Here we talk to women leaders, women who have had a humble beginning and have forged their way to leadership, a position to which they have been elevated thanks to their selfless efforts at making a positive difference to the world. We all know that knowledge is power. In today's digital world, a lot of information and content are freely available on anything and everything. At the touch of a button. The knowledge is obtained by taking in information, memorizing them, and making them available in meaningful ways. As we continue to gain knowledge, we are able to make better sense of the information gathered and can connect the dots in hindsight. We then move on to become insightful where we are able to apply our knowledge gained to obtain solutions to deeper problems. But the actual power lies in our wisdom when we start using our insights to facilitate informed decision making that makes this world a better place. And this is the power of knowledge. Our today's guest, Srimati Vishakha Hari, is a practitioner of the ancient beautiful form of art called the Harikatha or the katakirtan Herein she weaves beautiful stories of value and wisdom interspersed with mellifluous songs of yesteryears great composers she has recently founded the vijayashree school of harikatha a patashala to promote the art of harikatha and a medium to promote our culture values of dharma she has received several awards including the kalaimamani award the yuva puraskar award the lifetime achievement awards and the ms Sublakshmi award to name a few Academically also she has been a star all through. I'm truly honored to have her on the show talking to me about her inner transformations and life lessons that makes Vishaka the impressive empress. Very good afternoon, Srimati Vishaka. Welcome to our show
1: titled The Impressive Empress where we are talking to women leaders from various walks of life trying to understand their journey thus far in their lives. Most importantly, it is about the their personal growth. You know, inside how they have grown. The inner journey of a woman is what we are trying to understand. Welcome to the show. Thank really, you. Uh, briefly introduce about yourself and uh, the art form called Hari Katha that you
2: are doing. Namaskaram, Mr. One and all. Uh, introduction about myself. I would rather say I am the disciple of my gurus. I think uh, that is the uh, best introduction I could possibly think of. So my gurus, Sri Shri Krishna Premi Swamihal, fondly called as Sri Anna, uh, Padma uh, Lal Gudi Raman sir, and my husband Sri Shri Hariji. So I am the disciple of uh, these three great gurus. And about the art form, harikata is a very beautiful art wherein there is a blend of story, music sometimes dance other art forms narration philosophy and uh, taking messages to the society so it is a one person and many fields together so one person theater art form probably so this is a, a very special art form which combines many many arts in one genre amazing i have uh,
1: i have been a, a big fan of you in the recent past and i'm i'm so excited that, that i'm talking to you and uh, hearing from you you know hearing from the horse's mouth that they would say and i loved your explanation about what it means you know the horse's mouth and uh, wonderful so Having such academic excellence, you know, many of uh, our viewers probably know that uh, you are a chartered accountant and uh, by reading through your profile, I understand that you came third in the All India uh, finals and uh, not only in CA, you have uh, uh, a big list of uh, academic excellences that you have achieved. If, If it was any other woman, they would have taken the professional route of you know, having their own uh, uh, accountant's offers or having or growing up the corporate ladder. What motivated you or what influenced you to get into this line of Harikatha?
2: I think it is completely God's will, divine intervention, because it was uh, nothing of a conscience, conscious decision. Most of us, I think, most of the artists, or uh, even why artists everybody's life is guided by a higher factor and I think it is the supreme force which has uh, made me take this path it, it has never been a very conscious decision at all so uh, my mother always used to insist that whatever we do we need to excel whatever we take up even if it's cooking do it with all your sincerity and love and uh, then that gives a sense of fulfillment. So completely divine will.
1: Wonderful. I mean, even for divine will to act, there would be some kind of life events that kind of gently nudges, uh, gently nudges us towards that. Did something like that happen in your life too? Please share something on
2: that? Very true. Uh, my marriage to Shri Hariji, uh, I think that is where the transformation, the metamorphosis took place. So, when I got married, uh, then uh, it was uh, just as a, as a very casual uh, event that I was singing Tiagraja Swami songs. I continuously sing before my gurus. So, when I sang on one occasion, uh, my guru Sri Anna said, Why, why do you sing Tiagraja Swami songs? Why don't you give a few lines of the meaning of the agraja Swami's Kirtanas along with the singing so that all of us can understand, all the people can understand what he really wanted to convey through that Telugu composition. Likewise for Kannada Purandra Dasa or for Marathi Abhangs because there are so many regional languages which are uh, truly uh, comprehensible only for that particular state. But as musicians, we sing language, we sing Kirtanas and the Abhangs and the Bhajans of various composers. So he suggested that why don't you give the meaning of the composition as well. So it just started casually. And I think uh, then uh, stage by stage, my Guru and God have led me to what we are right now.
1: And uh, did you have to give up something to take this
2: uh, profession? If I may call that. Give up in the sense uh, I've always wanted to be uh, in the spiritual uh, field, like uh, in the sense, always wanted to get elevated spiritually. So my marriage itself was like uh, giving up everything else that uh, usually a college girl or or a very young teenager would uh, love to. I didn't want to be that usual, typical college girl so I wanted to move towards the higher zone so where we can really feel the divine presence I think it is the divine will which led me to that which motivated me to maybe move up move up towards him Mm -hmm. so like how Ramakrishna Paramahamsa says if we just keep one if we just place one step he lifts us up ten thousand steps Mm -hmm. so it's like that i just placed one step he's lifted me uh, many 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 steps undeservingly i should say
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah i mean
1: doing ca itself takes so many years and to attain the kind of proficiency that you have attained with your harikata how many years of training did you have to go through and what are the difficulties that you faced
2: truly speaking uh my parents, both my mother and father used to uh, take uh, me and my brother to uh, Shri Shri Anna's Upanyasams, Shri Hariji's Upanyasams and my brother-in-law Shri Rangaji's Upanyasams. So right from our very young age, we've been exposed to hearing uh, the glory of our rich Indian culture, heritage and uh, why India alone? Generally, the spirituality in common. So we've been hearing uh, lectures of such great gurus. So uh, slowly I never dreamt of performing myself. I was just listening even after marriage I was just listening to my husband. So years of training as such I wasn't trained into harikatha as uh, like do this and do that and don't do this. We were trained in vocal Carnatic uh, music by uh, uh, Lal Gudi sir, me and my brother. And after that, when my guru told me that this is the path where you should try to explain my husband, uh, tutored me into how to present it because as a Rosarian, I was just then out of the convent and uh, even talking in Tamil in those days was a big difficulty for me, Mm -hmm. continuously in Tamil. Mm -hmm. So that uh, was a challenge that I faced. So I said that this is not possible for me. Uh, I cannot talk sentences together in Tamil uh, like uh, see I was not used to it uh, during those times it's 20 years perhaps going so to in 2001 when I got married so and 2003 is when this event happened so this was a challenge but then my husband was very kind enough very sweet enough and my gurus or both my gurus they said don't worry you just sing and whatever comes to your heart just go on with it so you need not prepare anything artificially just talk from your heart so that is how it all started then uh, hariji my husband would uh, help me present the harikatas wherever this presentation he felt it was uh, not in the right form he would help me out that took uh, maybe say some 10 to 15 harikatas he taught me and then he said now you are on you cannot expect me to spoon feed you for every kata. Mm-hmm. So this is the way you should do. And I think you have heard enough from me, and you are going on hearing. So this is uh, something that you need to get inspired by, and you cannot just spoon feed everything uh, into one's one's mouth. Mm-hmm. You just take off from here. Mm-hmm. One fine day, he said, he let me out. That's it. And. Uh- in the
1: initial days, were you performing along with your husband and Guru or were you all by yourself
2: from day one? Uh, first Harikata, see vocal concerts we've been giving me and my brother, uh, we've been giving from our school days. But the first Harikata, my Guru said, uh, he just informed you're going to do Tyagaraj Charitram today. It was his hari, his Kata, thousands of people, almost I can remember 2,000-3,000 people at uh, RR Sabara, Sikananjani Sabha. He said, Now, if this is your turn, me hari kateya And I was just shivering. Nothing that I could uh, think of except uh, the 3000 people before me didn't matter. But my guru sitting before me was m- my greatest fear and my greatest motivation. All mixed emotions fear, joy, bliss, everything together. So then uh, I just did it before him. Uh, nothing. Uh, actually uh, came into me, came into my uh, perception, except my Guru, Guru's smile and laugh and nod and everything. So that moment, he just, uh, uh, he was almost in tears. He cried, Swami ke the Pandra periya Arpanamai was during the Tiagraja Swami's Aradhana. He just, he said, you are doing the Kata today. So it just began like that. So with my Gurus, I have performed with uh, hariji i have performed with uh, uh that is with not on the same stage after he does or before he does he would always give me an opportunity to do a small to present a small kata. and then i have done uh, individually also so the right at the beginning preliminary stages he was always there to see if i'm doing it right or um, nana <laughs> my own uh, <laughs> it should be with authenticity right yeah. so not my own uh uh, opinions or uh, biased uh, views, nothing of that sort. He's very wanted me to be sticking to the moolagrantha Granta. Mm. So,
1: yeah, I mean, uh, uh, there's always a saying, no? I mean, some people learn swimming the, the traditional way, they go to a teacher, get trained, and there are others, many uh, in India, including my husband, they just jump into the water and they learn to
2: swim. So, <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. I've jumped into the waters and then started to learn <laughs> yes truly but the
1: fear of uh, public speaking I, I read uh, that this famous comedian Jerry Seinfeld once said that the fear of public speaking is the number one phobia in the country he's from the US so he was talking a bit uh, about America he says uh, it's even greater than the fear of death he said you know he went uh, he went on to joke if you go to a funeral You're better off in the casket than doing the eulogy. So (laughs) this seems to be true even today. Uh, The fear of public speaking seems to be hindering the growth of many capable persons to actualize their potential. How did you conquer this stage fear? Or was it that you never had it because you were performing from your childhood?
2: Stage fear, perhaps you're right. In the sense, we have been facing many stages right from our very early and when you think, uh, you are speaking from your heart, not to appease or satisfy anybody in the audience but it's just towards your soul satisfaction then i think that fear goes away you don't want anybody to applaud you that is not your motive you want to share your knowledge or share your experiences or share rather what you feel and what our rishis of yesteryears have passed on to posterity I think if the goal is a higher goal, then these other fears or other uh, phobias, I think it will just pass away like a cloud. We have to look at the higher purpose. Very well said. Uh, What
1: is it that you are doing on a continuous basis, on a daily basis or perhaps on a routine basis to ensure that you remain a good social influencer who not only imparts knowledge, but also uh, has a like you say a higher purpose which imparts which uh, imparts uh, knowledge good values and the religious beliefs in people how are you maintaining that position
2: okay uh, for my atma shuddhi, my uh, abhyasa i sing uh, practice on a day-to-day basis and read a uh, lot of my gurus grantas and other uh, books like devitan kural and other very inspiring quotes for the social part we have started this school called vijaysri school of harikata in my mother's name uh, which started on mahashivaratri of this fe- february so it's almost 4 5 months uh, since the school was born it's uh, in, a, in an infant school but even as an infant i think uh, we've seen a huge growth in the students lives We have started this Vijay Shri Satsang, where we reach out to to all those people who are really interested in uh, learning, elevating, enriching, like what you said, in uh, absorbing so many beautiful things that are available in this world, but there is no person to direct them. So we have started this Vijay Shri school, Vijay Shri Siksha, Vijay Shri Satsang and on a regular basis, we have we conduct these uh, um, harikatas, then uh, katas like uh, mixing two or three different types of arts of different. There are 64 Indian art forms. Mm-hmm. So mixing two or three art forms, teaching disciples. So we have almost 100 students today, right from uh, five year olds to 40 year olds, married, not married, having children, uh, teenagers, small children. But we we filter them and then take them like uh, they need to know basics in Sanskrit, basic music knowledge, uh, basic uh, ability to receive and grasp and then give back. And those who do not get selected into the school also, we give them a basic uh, Sanskrit classes, then uh, speaking classes, uh, communication and then music classes. We have our own faculty to enrich them in our Indian arts. So this has been continuing, continuously going through the last 5-6 months, every day, on an everyday basis. Mm-hmm. So the school students as well as the Satsanga members, say hey, thousands of members already there in this. So other than the YouTube channels where we post our uh, Guru's Granta's along with the composition of tyagaraja or Dasa or Sadashiva Brahmendra every Friday. That goes on the YouTube channel of Vijayshri School of Harikata, besides the Vishaka Hari YouTube. So, besides that, we are reaching to people. This is all free for all and all for free concept. So, free for all and all for free concept, nothing charged from, from students. And so, it's completely non commercial. So, only those people, those students who really want to make a difference in their own lives and in the lives of others get into this. Interesting. First of
1: all, <laughs> congratulations and uh, best wishes for the noble work, the noble cause that you have taken up. And um, I wish more and more people get benefited out of this and you continue to do the good work that you're doing. What was your mission when you started off in the beginning and how has it changed over the course of about 18 years now since you started?
2: Sure. So, the mission has always been let knowledge and devotion permeate and radiate throughout the cosmos. So, when uh, I started, I also believed in the same goal let knowledge and bhakti, which is my Guru's goal, Jnanam Paramaguhyam. And through the years, this vijayashree school also has the same goal, same mission. One chariot cannot be pulled by just one person. We need a lot of people to pull the chariot. So I keep telling the students, you're all warriors, soldiers, ambassadors for this nation. And uh, for the entire world as such, because world really wants peace and solace and happiness. And if at all there is true happiness, eternal happiness, it can come only through knowledge and devotion so this has been the mission when i started and how it has changed through these years is it's being continued by the whole group of students now happily as a family together we are working towards the same mission and i can see a lot of difference when uh, you uh, when we, we just keep one step and we can see that divine is pulling us so many steps further and further and further we can see his presence we can feel the presence every second every moment when we get into a noble higher purpose of living we can feel the divine presence every second in our life it's not an exaggeration at all i think it's an experience which is inexplicable very nice very nice it's it's, it's so
1: wonderful to even listen to you talking and uh, feel the emotion you know, even though we are so many miles apart, I could still feel whatever you could say with the same kind of emotion, I think. And uh, so, the chariot is being pulled by such lovely people, and you said your family is also part of it. So, my next question, as a as a as a woman, as a mother of uh, two children, if i right, yeah, two children. I'm sure you're also living with your in-laws. How are you managing all that you're doing? I think that balance is a big challenge today. And it has been for the last few years with, with more and more women taking the career path. So how do you balance that and what could we learn from you? I've
2: been learning through so many experiences and people around me so uh, it's nothing is a conscious decision again work-life balance we just see on a day-to-day basis what is the priority for every woman after the marriage husband might be the priority after her uh, motherhood the child becomes the priority for example for myself after my son's birth my son is my priority uh, rather than even everybody else other in the family definitely that happens for a woman first as a wife and then as a mother and with all people around you and with such uh, high standards uh, set up for our own uh, uh, goal towards our society the betterment of society we need to keep working working and working but the point is never to create unpleasantness to any member to any family member or any disciple or any particular person around you the point is the priority should be it doesn't change just through situations it changes on a day-to-day basis if somebody in the family for example if the if the in-laws are sick that day the in-laws get priority over everything else over your work over your son over i have one son and i stay with my in-laws i have uh, many uh, all my students are my children i have many people to look after of course and then uh, so it depends on that particular day if somebody is not feeling well i think that person gets the priority over the rest of everything else and if everything goes smooth then your work comes first you your your mind actually i think it works that way it's natural only then you're able to give your 100 percent. If I'm not able to give my hundred percent then I'll say no to that particular project. So it's not, it does nothing. That's why I gave you this date today because I know I would not be able to give my hundred percent. Once everything else comes in, I think that becomes the priority. So I need to attend to my guru first. If my guru comes, he is the priority. Everything else is just zero. In fact, so the guru is the first. So, I, it's so from minute to minute, from day to day, it depends on your situations. What you think, what your heart tells you, rather than it's not a mechanical issue where you can say, this is going to be priority over this. No, it depends on that circumstance. Your heart will lead you. If you truly love everybody around you, your in-laws, your parents, your brother, your brother's family, everybody, of course, I have made mistakes and learning from my mistakes. I know that nobody can be perfect definitely I'm trying to become a better individual through my art form and through learning through so many other people I'm I'm in fact admiring how very calm and composedly you were asking the questions and enjoying the answers smiling and appreciating See, everywhere we have something to learn from from every person Even from an insect, even from an ant. That is what in Srimad Bhagavatam. There are 24 gurus, including the spider. Where Krishna says, learn from the spider. Learn from the single bangle. What is there to learn from a single bangle? Doesn't make noise. Doesn't make noise. So Krishna says, learn from even non-living things. Jagat guru means the jagat itself is your guru. The whole world is your guru. So learn from everything. I think uh, that is how every person has to manage or manages the family and the work, the work-life balance. All that is not a conscious decision. It comes from just within. Yeah, amazing. I mean, I also admire uh,
1: the way you sometimes uh, encourage little kids to perform along with you. I think your son also uh, has been doing along the lines uh, as your husband or his grandfather perhaps Um, wonderful work that you're doing how do you find energy it's it's a personal question that I keep asking all my (laughs) all my guests how do you find the physical energy to do so much of work it is not only your art that you're uh, taking care of it is the Multitude of social causes that you are involved with, be it for the cancer patients, for the heart patients, for the destitutes, for the orphans, special children. I also see that you are the ambassador for uh, a a town for the Swachh Bharat mission. You do fundraisers for the temple work. You know, some of the things that I would like to mention here. How do you find the time and energy or the motivation to do all that you are doing?
2: Okay, a simple observation that I have made through these years is if your purpose, your goal is noble, then that goal itself gives you energy, the drive to work. If it is not so noble, then your energy gets drained out. Say for example, we do this work just for fame or for money. It can be only a partial driver. But if you have a nobler cause, like working towards the betterment of the whole world, the society, children around should uh, uh, bring the knowledge and the devotion throughout should pass on this. If, If it is a nobler goal, it gives that goal itself gives you physical energy. And of course, good diet, proper diet. Avoiding uh, avoiding oily things oily fried foods. I have never uh, eaten puris the last 20 years Not a single vada the last 20 years so that because it uh, It puts it comes as an obstacle towards a huge purpose one Vada will come as a huge obstacle towards that noble great purpose why to have a temptation towards that so proper kind of diet some pranayama some dhyana keeping your mind happy always never get uh, uh intruded or never compare yourself with others i think all those negative emotions pull your energy suck your energy like it's a waste of time karma and Kuroda and comparing yourself with others oh she's doing that and he's doing this and those people are doing that negativity Sucks the energy from you so keep your mind positive and your happy a happy heart and a positive mind are the two factors which can build energy continuously i see my guru who is working at 87 years 365 days a year 24 hours he's working at his 87th age i'm not even half his age so i i think looking at people looking at gurus such guru, such great gurus who are working towards such a great cause, and even at this age i think even looking at them gives you energy mm. so you draw hope and energy from your gurus from god from your noble mission and from the right diet and of course sleep and all that a lot of valuable tips uh, you are giving away thank you so much
1: you mentioned comparing yourself uh, comparing oneself with another now today we are living in a in a day and age where the comparison is not just between one woman and another woman it is the comparison of the percentage of male versus female in the top leadership here I have a question from one uh, uh, one of our listeners an ardent supporter of ours kritika from brussels she has a very Today we see that uh, in the success of any organization's leadership is determined by how equal is the parity between its men and women, especially at the helm. Is this a true measure? Should we push ourselves for an equal society at all levels?
2: Your response
1: to this please.
2: Okay, basically i have not uh, really uh, faced this kind of this gender bias in leadership i believe that whether the person is a male leader or a female leader that leadership should be leading through love and not through fear i don't know if uh, maybe the females uh, get scared of the other or it's the opposite whatever it is uh, Leadership by love always wins over leadership by fear. So I've seen my gurus leading organizations, teaching disciples, they guide, they don't control. So there is a difference. It's like a walking on a knife. So guidance is what we need to give and not control. This question of the male and the female will arise when there arises the question of control rather than guidance. So if the leadership can be a guidance oriented leadership, can be a kind of a true team spirit, family spirit kind of a leadership where it's involves love and uh, like how it's user friendly. Every gadget is user friendly. Now, I think leaders also should become user friendly even presidents of nations are becoming user friendly nowadays so if that kind of a leadership is inculcated whether it's a male or a female leader it works it will work in these kinds of uh, these times because this is changing times you cannot expect the leader sitting at the top and then directing this person to do this and this and hierarchies and the delegation of authorities i don't think that can work now i'm not t- too familiar with the corporate uh sector so i'm not able to uh maybe possibly not able to answer kritika's question 100 percent. but to my knowledge i think leading by love whether it's a male or the female rather than leading by fear would be the solution to this question mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense it's the individual's abilities and efficiency that matters not the male or the female There have there are many females who have uh, led very well who have ruled very well even in uh, India Indore ahalya bhai, holkar not just one Rani Lakshmi bhai there have been so many beautiful Rani Karnavati Rani Durgavati there have been so many queens who have uh, done well there have been queens who have failed there are queens who have uh, pushed the other foreign invaders like uh, Naiki Devi of Gujarat. There are queens who uh, she uh, drove with uh, mohammed Gauri's uh, uh, even before they could enter. We don't even know their names in history. We don't even, we wouldn't uh, even heard of Ahalya Bai Holkar. Unless you go to indore airport or unless you are a citizen uh, resident of Indore, nobody in India would have heard about uh, all these people. Nani Durgavati or Tara bai, uh, there have been so many women leaders who have ruled kingdoms even before uh, women could have got voting rights in the other nations india has seen women leaders leading the kingdoms so but it all depends on that particular person's efficiency and capacity if that person if that lady is good enough we have had kings crowning their daughters as the next ruler instead of their sons but if she's not good enough we have had kings crowning their sons instead of their daughters both ways, i think the gender bias should never come uh, it should should never be an issue at all it's all uh, uh, we have to look at the broader level there are so many male leaders who have been uh, so efficient uh today we are enjoying independence because of so many male uh, freedom fighters who have uh, given up their lives towards uh th- this nation's freedom or india's freedom similarly in other countries also so we can never uh, cause this discrimination why at all this question yeah, very well said but uh, that's that's how the the reality is
1: and we have to live in True. the reality and uh, True. It would be really nice if more women started realizing this fact and uh, to eat for their own should be the motor of their lives. What have been some of the life lessons that you have learned along your journey that more women, other women wanting to assume influential positions or positions that impact the society in a positive way can learn?
2: Basically, I told you, uh, learning from each and everything around you is uh, what I have always wanted to, like what I told you, the 24 gurus, there are quotes, let noble thoughts come from every direction. So I think whether it's a woman or a man, the goal should be towards knowledge and not towards materialism. If it is towards knowledge and devotion, we can feel that eternal peace inside our body inside inside our mind both mind wise body wise it's it gives us that sense of fulfillment so that what i have learned life's lessons i have learned is from my mother never waste a single moment my mother used to hate people who wasted not money but time time is really precious so she would say, or part you would you could have learned Kambodi and you could have practiced this. So uh, so she, time really is so precious and the life's lessons which Bhagavad teaches, Kaumara catch them young. That comes in Srimad Bhagavatam. catch them young is from this Kaumara Acharet Pradnyha. Manusham this uh, human life is precious life so with this we can create miracle we can also cause destruction so it's up to you to whether you are an atom bomb or a priceless treasure so choose to walk on the dharmic path. always think of good see good hear good think of the nice positive things And most important life's lessons is make people around you happy while you are also happy in the right direction. So that will give you a lot of happiness when you make others happy, even joking, the smallest, silliest joke, and making them laugh and seeing them smile. That gives you a lot of uh, enthusiasm and energy. So try to make people, others around you happy. And that makes you happy. So, I think that is the greatest uh, wonderful life's lessons that I would always love to make people happy while making ourselves happy in the dharmic path, in the right direction. So, these are some of life's lessons. Shana Meva Ganyam. Every moment, every second is precious. So, that's a
1: very valuable lesson. And
2: uh, today, with
1: all these distractions, I think it a lot more important than it normally should are you ready for some rapid fire questions oh yeah Sure. which woman inspires
2: you and why my mother my mother because she was full of love so such a strict disciplinarian but loving at the same time an oxymoronic combination very innocent very innocent very inspiring even uh, but a perfectionist uh, it were, um, my 12th mark was 1165 out of 1200 in 1996 when they were when 100 out of 100 or 200 out of 200 was not given so easily but still she said are you a You lost 35 months so uh, even a state first in commerce you said all india third in uh, ca and on all india first in direct taxes she said oh only all india third in the uh, in the ca why what about the first and the second so always aiming at the top always aiming at the top is one thing that uh, really uh, motivated uh, both me and my brother so our only goal in life was to make her happy. So if we got more marks and if we sang well, if we did something good, that was to make her pleasant and make her smile. Make, make, smi- make her smile, truly. She would just smile, smallest smile. She would say, 100 out of 100 are good. And that would be great for us. So greatest inspiration, my mother. Inspiring woman. Very nice. What has been your biggest
1: fear in life and what is your greatest strength in life?
2: Fear, strength, strength is definitely my gurus, my father, they're all my strength. Um, My fear, strength I can tell you, I actually don't fear anything, not even death. Mm -hmm. I think that's because of my, my gurus sowing the seeds of spirituality. I don't even fear death mm-hmm. what is success according to you and what success habits do you have or have cultivated in you success is a very relative term I would uh, usually ponder and often wonder if somebody goes to Thyagraja Swami or Purandara Dasan and ask them what is success to Thyagraja what is success to Thyagraja Swami seeing Kodanda ko, seeing Rama would be success to Thyagraja Swami Seeing Purundhya Vittala uh, as Makara Dari would be success to Purundhya Das. So success is a very relative term. For me, what is success? For me, if I can make people happy by giving solace through this Harikatha. So when um, so many people, even when mentally retarded people you no, know, some, some people, they come back, the parents come back and they say they don't remember my name, but my son who is mentally retarded, he remembers your name then I think that is success because you, you, your name, your face is etched in the mind of that particular mentally retarded, disabled individual. How? Through Bhagavat Vishaya, through Bhagavat Bhakti. So that is uh, the power of God's name and uh, God's stories. And uh, music, the power of music. It, I think it crosses all barriers, whether they can understand or not. Whether they can understand or not, I, I'm not sure if you would have been able to understand a Thodi or a Kambodi or even what I would have said. But definitely, how do they remember even my face? It creates some kind of a relationship. So I think success is, for me, it's giving happiness to People around me mm-hmm. through this art form. Mm-hmm. Very nice. What is the most significant
1: barrier for a woman to assume leadership position?
2: Barrier. As you said, multitudes of roles. We have a lot of things to multitask. So the barrier can be uh, when you are really needed at that particular moment. You might not be able to spend that particular time because you have other priorities in family because as a woman, definitely the woman's role in a family, a mother's role in a family, a daughter-in-law's role, a daughter's role, it assumes huge significance. So in that sense, uh, that could be a barrier, but otherwise, uh, I don't see much barriers as a woman leader.
1: Mm-hmm. What is the one core message that you constantly receive from your
2: gurus or from the people you look up to? One core message. Constantly that my gurus keep saying Again, this life, this human body is a precious one. Use it for the betterment of the world. Whatever you can with your time, energy, soul, give it to the society. So that Vasudeva Kutumbakam, the whole world can live peacefully.
1: Mm.
2: Wonderful. Wonderful. Lots of wisdom,
1: pearls of wisdom that we have collected today. And uh, I'm hopeful that many of our listeners are going to benefit tremendously by listening to this. Thank you so much for being on our show where we are trying to understand the
2: inner journey of a person. Thank you. Thank you. It was my pleasure to meet you very happy
0: placing immense value on working towards a higher purpose in life Ishaka walks her path carrying humility along with knowledge not only did she shine in her academics with an all India third rank in her CA exams and an all India first rank in direct access exams she radiates her brilliance in bringing out the essence of values prescribed in our ancient scriptures through her art form, the Harikatha. She entertains, educates and enriches minds with values, gives a sense of fulfillment and beyond all these, she equips people to face the world in a better, in a more dignified way. Thank you Srimati Vishakha Hari for spreading valuable messages of love and peace throughout the world. Salutations to such inspirers in our lives. Thank you so much for listening in. I look forward to receiving your comments on how you like this conversation and if you found it inspiring. I am also glad to receive any questions you would like me to ask our next guest. Do write to me at empress at bogia. Online. Also, please do visit us at bogia. Online slash. The Impressive Empress to get to know more of such leaders and how you can lead like the Impressive Empress.